Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC here in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. The Brooklyn-based Pathos Trio has, to paraphrase Liam Neeson, a very specific set of skills. The group consists of a keyboardist and two percussionists, all of whom are equally capable of playing acoustic chamber music or darker-hued, electronically altered sounds. And I don't think I'm giving anything away when I say that they tend to skew more towards the latter. The trio's new album is called Polarity, and it's a collection of works specifically written for the Pathos Trio. They're going to play some of them for us today, beginning with a work by Ian Chang, who is a member of the band Sun Lux. His work is called Mega Cicada.
Well, you just knew that piece was going to have to end up stopping on a dime, and indeed it does. Mega Cicada, written by Ian Chang for the Pathos Trio. They just played it live here in the studio. Let me introduce you to the members of the trio. Will Healy, seated behind our piano. But what, what was the other keyboard you were playing there? Will? Yeah, I was just playing a uh, MIDI controller that was... Uh, commanding some sounds through a DAW um, that Ian had pre-programmed. A, a digital audio workstation, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. a DAW. Uh, and the percussionists include uh, Marcelina Sohotska, who has just left the vibraphone and moved behind a drum kit, and Felix Reyes, who is already behind. I, there are more drums in the studio today <laughs> than I've ever seen. I mean, our own <laughs> kit is still here, sitting unused <laughs> in a corner. Uh, Felix, this piece is notated, right? Yeah, it's all notated. Ideally, and this is something I've kind of been trying to uh, troubleshoot, is eventually, because I'm still in the stone ages, getting an iPad <laughs> with a pedal so I don't have this big piece of, you a, know. A, a music stand yeah, with yeah, paper yeah, yeah. on it, yes. Very old school of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Will, tell us a little bit about Mega Cicada, this yeah. piece by Ian Chang. So, I Ian told us that the original concept of the piece comes from taking time in a vocal phrase so if you have a melody like the one that I played which goes um, a singer might take a little bit of time before the second beat um, they might delay um, they might rush a little bit so he wanted to play around with that idea starting with that kind of rubato phrase that I play actually on the synthesizer right and then having the other instruments, the percussion come in on a grid around that, so you can hear where it actually falls. So, so the the rubato, the robbed time, literally what that word means, becomes really apparent where it's being robbed from. Exactly, I get yeah. it. Okay, yeah. uh, I love the title Mega Cicada because there are moments, uh, especially at the beginning of the piece, where it just sounds like the chittering of a huge metal bug <laughs> yeah. which I, you know I assume that's why he gave it the title I believe that the idea for the title comes from the beats that are created when you're creating a synthesizer sound um, he was playing around with different sounds and then hearing how different notes um, would land together so if you have you know one note there's a certain vibration if you have right. two notes you start to hear little beats in the sound um, and Ian said that he was uh, thinking about those in the same way that maybe insects would communicate mm. um, with beats in their wings wow okay yeah. the the record that's the, the brand new record is called Polarity um, which comes out on Friday the 15th of September uh, but your previous project as a trio was called When Dark Sounds Collide Mm -hmm. which is a very telling title. Uh, I mean, are you as a group just drawn to the darker, huge sorts of sounds? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was kind of the whole inception idea of the trio. And funny enough, originally the trio was actually a duo between myself and Marcelina. This was back in late fall 2017 when we, that was around the time we actually met. I met her uh, when she was still finishing her master's at MSM. And and that was around the time yeah. where I moved into Brooklyn, and I was kind of trying to find some other percussionists that have similar interests in music and background than I did. She came across my radar. I reached out to her. We started jamming and then formed a duo. And then originally after that, we were trying to look for composers. Um, 
which is where Alan, our original pianist, came into play. Um, and he was writing a dual piece for us, but he, then the piece morphed and he had ideas to incorporate piano into that. And that's how the, the trio formed. But the idea of the, the group is essentially where we all came from very strong classical contemporary mm-hmm. backgrounds, but we all had also an overlap and in interest of non-classical music when it came to like darker, darker, heavier sounds from like electronic music, synth wave music, like progressive metal, alternative rock and things like that. Right. So, you know, usually when you see an unusually constructed chamber ensemble, it's there because there are pieces that have been written for it. So, you know, you think of like uh, Yarn Wire, which is two pianos, two percussionists. Well, Bela Bartok wrote famously a, a piece for that combination back in the, I guess, 30s. But one piano, two percussion. Was there any pre-existing music for this combination? Not at all. Not at all. And we, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're kind of proud of the fact that, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why didn't you just add more pianists? But, I mean, in a way, we've created this whole slew of repertoire because we've commissioned um, now how many composers? <laughs> Over like a dozen composers. So mm. we've literally created a whole repertoire for this setup. So we're, we're pretty proud of that. The electronic sound, the electronic aspect, it, it seems to be that that's, this is not purely an acoustic trio from day one, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are, we like to, I mean, when we collaborate with these composers, we leave it up to them. I mean, can, uh, some of our pieces are purely acoustic, which we think is nice, especially um, for some, you know, for one concert, as you can imagine, if every single piece had different kinds of electronics, yeah, it might yeah. just, I mean, the stage might just catch on fire. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so it's nice to have these like elements um, and we use electronics in different ways, whether it's just a backing track, which we'll hear in the next piece, or also um, the keyboards, of course, that Will mm-hmm. plays, and even mm-hmm. the electronic triggers that Felix has on a drum pad. So, yeah, we're definitely trying to kind of push the envelope on who, what's, what's possible. Right, and in the Ian Chang piece that you just played, the <laughs> very opening sounds were triggered, Felix, by you from behind the, the drum kit, right? Yeah, through, through my, my Roland sample pad. So. Right. Uh, so, Marcelina, tell us about uh, the next piece that we're going to hear, because after setting this up as kind of a darker-hued project, this piece, to me, has more of a kind of lyrical minimalist aesthetic to it. Absolutely. So the next piece you're about to hear is by my good friend Clara Warnar. We went to school together at the Manhattan School of Music. And so this piece um, was inspired by the unsettling feeling that she got when she was, you know, texting um, that she was going to be home. And then the autocorrect corrected it to gone. (laughs) So it was kind of interesting, you know, um, very different meanings behind those words. And so similarly, this piece starts off with home. So kind of a very um, minimalistic, nice melody. Mm -hmm. And then gradually that is getting taken away and we're pulled out of that. So there's like a deconstruction in the second part that is gone. So we hope you enjoy it. All right, let's hear a live performance. The Pathos Trio here in the studio and another work written for them. This one by Clara Warnar. It's called Home Gone.
That music was written by Clara Warnar. It's called Home Gone. And it was written for the Pathos Trio. They have just played it live for us here in the studio with uh, Marcelina Sohoska behind the vibraphone, Felix Reyes behind the drum kit, Will Healy behind the piano. And um, it, it, Marcelina, it's a really interesting work. It occurs to me that when you ask composers to write for percussion, there are things that if you're not a percussionist, you wouldn't, it, they, they kind of wouldn't occur, like mallets. You, there are any number of mallets you could use a, a, to play the vibraphone. And there are various points in this piece where you use the quote-unquote wrong end of the mallet to play the vibraphone. So how do, how do those sorts of decisions get made? Do you sit down with the composer and say, these are the options? How does that work? Absolutely. Of course, the composition process varies um, with every composer, but Clara Warnar, she was really collaborative with this and attended many rehearsals and even performances. And, we, and this piece really has grown and taken shape over time as we've gotten, first of all, for me, more comfortable improvising. I'm not, you know, Branford Marsalis <laughs> by any means, <laughs> with, you know, the vibraphone. But um, as we got more comfortable with it, we realized what worked, what, di what didn't. And, you know, Clara's background is, of course, uh, percussionist. She's the percussionist for ICE. Oh, okay. So the then, yeah, yeah. And she knows all that stuff. Ensemble. Okay. And yeah, many, yeah. many other groups, um, like Infinity Shred. But um, because of her background, of course, you know, she came prepared with lots of ideas. Um, and, yeah, it definitely helps if a composer, of course, plays percussion yeah. um, to, to help write um, for it. But, I mean... We've also collaborated with percussion uh, with sorry composers who didn't necessarily write for a percussion before, and you know really had actually well-formed opinions about you know how certain sounds should go. Um, yeah. There's a, a track on the record on Polarity by Andrew Rodriguez called "Pity." <laughs> which has an almost kind of EDM, you know, a kind of a electronic dance, or a Cosmisha, you know, Krautrock kind of, of feel. So, I mean, is Andrew a percussionist? Did no, I think he's, I'm pretty sure he's a guitarist. Um, but that was definitely very much the idea, yeah, when he wrote Pity, was it was, you know, very heavy, like, electronic, forward pulsing EDM style. It's like a video game. It kind of sounds like you're about to, I don't know, mm -hmm. kick some butt on yeah. <laughs> Blast yeah. an alien out of his spaceship yeah. or something. So yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think some of these pieces really toe the line between being like sort of classical pieces that are fully notated and just being very specific non-classical pieces that aren't really that associated with the classical tradition. And that's one of those pieces where I don't, I don't necessarily think of it as a classical piece. So not not scored, not fully notated, that sort of thing. Yeah, there's a backing track. Yeah, um, right. That's a pre-recorded drum track, as there was with Clara's. A lot of the music that you just heard was uh, something that we had pre-recorded at a residency last year. Right. Um, so it was our own playing um, that had then been affected, you know, by Clara. So uh, th there's another piece on the record. Uh, is it Paul Mortilla? Mortilla? How does he say his name? Mor Mortilla. 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 Mm -hmm. um, uh, his piece, 21600, however you say that, <laughs> yeah. 
almost sounds it almost sounds will like you are improvising at the uh, there's yeah, like, like yeah. jazzy moments totally. in that piece yeah there's really jazzy but it's the kind of um written out improvisation that's really specific And um, even though that piece sounds like the most improvisatory of all the pieces, um, in terms of my part, it's the most difficult and the most specifically notated. Wow. So I had to learn all of those 30-second notes. So you had to learn this written stuff to be able to make it sound as if you're making it up yeah, on the fly. Yeah, and a lot of it's split between the acoustic piano and the synthesizer with both happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm really curious, Felix, to hear about the Fong Tron piece that you're you're going to do next called Split. I have seen him perform his solo shows, mm-hmm. and they're just. I mean, Marceline was talking about the video games sound. Yeah. I mean, he's just like a kid with a controller, you know. Like the music just it it turns on a dime. There are abrupt switches of rhythm and meter and mm-hmm. and 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 sonic quality. So what what is what has he given you with this I, piece? I mean, a lot of what he described is definitely in this piece for sure. I think he definitely takes a lot of influence from his soul album. I think it's Computer Room mm-hmm. that sort of recently. Big influence from his his solo electronic compositions that are heavily influenced through like game music, um, synth, wa- synth wave, um, and obviously through his, his influence with his duo, um, media queer with Darian, Darian Don- Donovan, yeah, Darian Thomas. Donovan yeah. Uh, Thomas, and the first sketches he he put together when he sent it to me, he was like, "Hey, like, you know, I've been having this crazy idea with you guys playing like battling drum sets with like synthesizer in the forefront, um, kind of holding down chords, and yeah, and they're like double kick in the piece, and the whole idea really revolves around." kind of what you were mentioning before, like very, very specific hocketing of rhythms mm. um, that are, is very tight knit. And so, yeah, it, 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 this has been a really fun piece to put together. When you say hocketing for, for you know, just a, a brief explainer, so that means th- that you and Marcelina will not be playing one rhythm by yourselves, but passing it yeah, back there's and a, forth a lot of between, communication yeah. back and it's forth. It's kind of like right. uh, ends up making a cool rhythm. I do. Right. Okay. And uh, Will has escaped from behind the piano and is out in front with a little synthesizer. So it looks like everything's going to plan. Let's, uh, let's hear this live performance of Split by Fong Tran, played in our studio by the Pathos Trio.
Well, I hope you were listening to that on headphones. And if not, go back and listen to it again, because it is really cool to hear how Fong Tron splits up those tricky rhythms between the two drummers, Felix in the right channel and Marcelina in the left, and Will in the middle with the synthesizer, the piece called Split, written for the Pathos Trio by Fong Tron and played live by them here in the studio. So, um, so, uh, Marcelina and Felix, you can't just be listening. I mean, the headspace for that must be really weird, where, Marcelina, you have to be making sure that your drum notes are inserted between Felix's, etc. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it is definitely tricky, but if you have like a good sense of kind of internal time and groove really it's not let's less about fitting in and more about being in the same wavelength in terms of the time yeah. and the groove because yeah. um, if you try to fit it in chances are actually it's going to be more challenging to do that than just to go for it right right so uh, with a lot of hocketing music it's like if you're counting you're, you're going to screw up mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. You just have to kind of yeah. feel it, I it's, guess. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It's like my first drum teacher. He said, Marcelina, it's just, it's just a feel. It's a feel thing. Yeah. So. Well, you know when, when Balkan bands come in here and they do those crazy sevens and nines? And that's what they say. It's just, you just got to feel it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, Felix, you, you've done a couple of calls for scores as a trio with mm-hmm. New Music USA. Mm-hmm. How specific are you when you do a call for scores, which basically means send us pieces and we're going to pick one or send us proposals and we're going to pick one and you're going to write for us? How, how specific are you with like the, the setup that, that this trio offers? Yeah, I, I mean, so far we've only done two call for scores, one back in 2021. And when we did our first call for scores, it was it was kind of more broad in the sense that writing a two percussion piano trio, we, we wanted to keep that open when we did the first call. And then whoever we ended up picking, um, then we went back and forth and collaborated with them. But then this time around, we, for this upcoming season, we, we decided to be a little bit more specific because we kind of learned from our first batch of commissions, from our first album, um, as amazing as all that music is, one of the things we, we realized in the process of uh, putting together all those pieces is well if you give composers <laughs> that freedom they're, they're going to be in a candy store and like pick everything so all those pieces ended up having completely different setups and then we and then we had to reevaluate and be okay well we got to be more thoughtful of like giving a specific more specific targeted instrumentation and in this call for scores we wanted to have a good balance of acoustic and electronic and, and have some sort of electronic element to the pieces because I, I think that's kind of been more of the trajectory that we've been going in with like the, the, the that fine line blending of acoustic and electronic sounds yeah well when we're done here in a moment i'm coming over there because i want to see what you and marcelina are <laughs> you have these huge I guess it's the notation, but it's like these enormous cardboard <laughs> things. I can barely see the two of you. I just, I, I need to see what Fong Tron's score looks like. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Especially having heard that piece. Uh, so what happens next? I mean, album comes out on Friday the 15th called Polarity. And then is there another round of commissions? How, do, how does that work? Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting ready to start thinking about our next 
our next set of composers who will commission for the next season already. Um, usually around the beginning of November is when we put out our call for score. So we'll, we're going to get ready for that. And later, actually, in November, we haven't decided the date yet, but it'll be sometime on the weekend of November 10th to the 12th. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be celebrating our five-year anniversary as a group. We've done a series of music videos, so there's going to be a music video for each one of these pieces coming out after the album. Nice. They're super cool, I gotta say. <laughs> if you think we're cool, just like live, you should see these videos. We're really proud of them. These videos mm -hmm. are kind of bonkers. Yeah. So we're really yeah. excited to release them, and we have some live performances coming up. But yeah, I mean, if you want to find out more about our performances, obviously the best place to look at is our Instagram and our website, Pathos Trio. Please check us out. Um, yeah. And speaking of videos, uh, Eric Weber, our video editor, has been shooting videos of an enormously crowded half of the studio where the <laughs> Pathos Trio are ensconced behind their instruments and these enormous scores. And it's been really uh, just a lot of fun watching and listening as the three of you have played through these pieces. Congratulations on the record polarity and thanks for joining us today. Thank, thank you. Yeah, so thank you. Thank That's you for having nice. us. And the rest of our crew consists of our technical director, Irene Trudell, our producer, Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. You can see our videos at uh, the New Sounds YouTube channel or right here on the website at newsounds.org.